sexual abuse. It's a burden that no one should bear, let alone society's most vulnerable. Did you know that one in three girls will be sexually abused and one in six boys? 95% of all abusers are known and trusted by their victims. My next guest is a survivor of sexual abuse and has founded the organization Little Warriors Be Brave Ranch for society's most vulnerable. Welcome to this segment of Contagious Courage with VN. such an honor and privilege to have Glory Meldrum in the house. You are a philanthropist, you're a mom, you're, I, I think you're a jack of all trades and definitely a master of them all. Um, but you have created Little Warriors Be Brave Ranch and that has, uh, I feel, has been an answer to prayer for many. But I, I want to go back to Glory when you were a little girl. Uh, so I was raised in a little uh, town called Miramichi, New Brunswick. And my mom was a single mom. And so we had nowhere to live, no money. And so we moved in with my grandparents, not knowing that he was a sex offender. And so I was sexually abused by my grandfather from the ages of eight to 10. And every Sunday from the time that I even lived in my grandparents, God, please just make him stop. Oh. And so every Sunday I did that. Wow. And it's really interesting is that at one point I just stopped asking because it you know, kept happening. And I said to God, okay, well, if I can't have that, can you send me someone that loves me? Hmm. And I know that sounds really sad, but I really never felt loved as a kid. And it would take a while for God to answer that prayer and it was when I finally met my husband, Gary, in university. Wow. That that is really the first time that someone loved me and all of me. Because I was sexually abused, my family kind of disowned me. Like they, I was all of a sudden like nothing. Right, because you had said when you finally spoke up, mm -hmm. um, your family actually sided with the accuser and you've suffered from PTSD and anxiety from that. Like how much of an impact did that have on your You know, life? to be honest, it's one thing to be violated. It's another thing to be abandoned. Hmm. And I'll be very candid if I had to pick one or the other, um, I would pick the abuse. And so by 12 year old, by the time I was 12, um, I sat on my father's bathroom floor because my parents were divorced since I was two and I had my dad's razor next to my wrist and I went into that bathroom and I was either dead or alive and it was 50-50 and uh, by the grace of God that's the day I became a little warrior yes. and all I did was fight to stay alive. In your healing journey uh, how much has forgiveness played mm. a part in this and the second part of that is how much healing is happening as a result of what you're building with Little Warriors. So when it comes to forgiveness, is, is this is my take on it, just from my own experience, is that I've forgiven my grandfather and my family, but I don't forget it. And I did not do it for them. Yes. I did it to set myself free. 
I did not want him to own another day of my life. And he actually died. My grandfather died 90 days after I built the ranch. Mm. Pretty crazy timing. And at that time, the last bit of energy that he held within my body was gone. Mm. Because it took me all of, the, all of my life to get rid of his energy in me. Like, it's, wow. it's crazy. And it wasn't until he died. So forgiveness for me, like, I don't, you could, you could do anything to me. I'm not, I love everyone, right? Um, doesn't mean I want to hang out with everyone. I'm no. really particular with who's kind of in my tribe. And, you know, those are people of great depth and love and faith um, that I surround myself with yes. and positive. Uh, so, you know, forgiveness for me um, is about setting my own self free. Yes. Um, I will tell you that, uh, you know, I said that things changed for me two years ago. Uh, I got diagnosed with cervical cancer. Mm. Uh, and um, it, if I look at the first time that I almost took my life, it wasn't as bad as this time. Wow. So when I got diagnosed, I had no symptoms, went for a pap test, and I had like full-blown stage three cervical cancer in the place that I got raped from HPV, which there's a good chance that I got it from him. So I ended up in a treatment center in the US. I was at the psychologist every week, the psychiatrist every week. And it's interesting is that I've always had faith, but not like I do now. Wow. And it'll be interesting the mirror of the bathroom. Mm. Cause, and it's so crazy. It was in my bathtub. So I'm a bath girl. Like I bath at least once a day because I love what calms me down because I have severe anxiety and PTSD and it's my thing. There was that year, I never saw one bit of ounce, one bit of joy. I honestly would go into the tub, run it, sit, like be in it. It would get cold. I would drain it. And there's one day that I did that for four hours straight. And I looked over and there was a bottle of, it's called clonazepam, which is like, like, it's a big sedative. Like I was one step away from Alberta hospital. And I remember that four hour bath and looking at the bottle of clonazepam going, you know what? I think I've just had too much trauma. Like, I just don't think I have any more fight that like maybe I'm just done. And I thought to myself, it's funny, people go, you know, did you think about your kids? Yeah. But you know what I thought about more? We're all of the little warriors kids. Mm. That if I had died that way, that they would have no hope. And I said, you know what? And that's the day I gave my life to Christ. <sighs> that I was like, God, it's yours. I can't handle it. It's too heavy. It's too much. I give you little, I give you everything I have. Um, but you know, I won't lie. It's, uh, you know, a year, like it's only been a year that I've been better. That first year after cancer, I was, um, I, I don't even know a word less than broken, yeah. more powerful than broken. And if I wouldn't have found faith, I don't think I would have made it. I, there's no more glory you 
I have no words for you other than warrior. And so I look at you in the beauty and strength that I see in you today. And if I was to ask you, what is the legacy that you want people to know about glory? Um, two things. Number one would be I was a broken little girl that built a world-class facility that heals children. The second thing that I would want them to, 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 you know, to remember me by as, as knowing me is, is vulnerability set me free. Glory, it's been my pleasure and honor to be able to interview you today. And I know we've just scratched the surface of what is underneath um, and in your heart. Uh, all that you've accomplished uh, with Little Warriors and all that you've overcome to be the woman you are today. I thank you and I honor God's strength in you. Um, and for more from Glory, uh, please join us at the Let's Talk Hope Conference coming up January 29th at the Coast Edmonton Plaza Hotel. Uh, if you don't have your tickets, please, uh, I'll have a link in the description of this video uh, for where you can get your tickets, where you can connect with Glory. Um, but also I just want to thank Glory for her contagious courage. I know I've been encouraged and inspired today on level that you have no idea. And I know a lot of other people watching today will feel the same. And uh, all that's left to say is not to us, O oh Lord, not to us, but to you in your name goes all the honor and glory for his unfailing love and faithfulness. Thank you. Bye for now. This lady, let's go to the joining. This, this lady, lady. Uh, at the uh, Let's Talk Hope Conference. <laughs> <laughs>